Terry Shepard, how you doing? It's been a long, and we're getting old, aren't we, my man? No, just you. <laughs> we're getting old. We're just getting you. old. I'm getting better. Yes, me too. I take that back. I look as good as I, <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually, you know, the thing is too, we, you and I have talked before about kind of getting old. You just have to train. If you train, you'll be okay. But anyway, yeah. Good to talk um, to you, man. Sorry about such a bad, you know, obviously a, a tragedy, right? I called you this morning, and I at first just wanted your hot take, not knowing if you were even had the time with your schedule to be on the program. And and, and you started going on at length. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. If you're going to go on at length, we got to get you on the program. Save the good stuff. Um, <laughs> let's you you were not only a Green Beret, you were you're also an actor. And Joe Montana brought you into the fold to to make this program. Um, just. Talk to me about your your partner on the show, who is a, a Hollywood armor. Yeah, so if you've ever watched the show Hollywood Weapons, you know I'm like the sort of knucklehead uh, teenager kicking the shins of my co-host Larry Zanoff, always going, "Come on, dude, we got to test this. You know you want to do it," and he's very dry and sarcastic. By the way, he's kind of like that in real life, but he also has a great sense of humor, and he's one of the kindest people I know. He is also one of the most professional people I know. He's been an, uh, an armorer in this industry for, uh, shame on me for not knowing, but it's been a long, long time. And, and you know, <clears throat> it's funny because even, you know, with my experience in special forces and stuff, I d- always defer to him. You know, he's in charge. So, like, even – I remember when we first started working together, I was thinking to myself, I really was. I was like, God, this dude is really kind of uptight. <laughs> you know what I mean? But – I understand, you know, and I always respected it. You know, like if he pulls a gun out, if there's guns around, I don't sit there and just pick one up and start messing with it. I go, hey, Larry, can I handle this? He'll clear it, show me, and say, gun's clear, go ahead. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things, and he's got to deal with people uh, wait, in the wait, industry, I gotta actors You don't grab random guns and twirl them on your, you, wait, hold what, on. I, you don't grab random guns and twirl them on your finger and then point them at random people? <laughs> No, I would lose no? my okay. job. And it's also out of respect, you know, just like when you go to a gun store, at least you shouldn't just start grabbing stuff. Or even if you go to, you know, if you're if military guys, you don't just grab their guns and start uh, playing with them. That's just bad form. And it's also very dangerous. So, you know, so Larry's work with different levels of, of people in the industry. Some of them have lots of firearm experience and some of them don't know anything. And so there's all these safety protocols put in place. And, and as you and I were talking Guns are guns, and so the rules of safe gun handling, whether you're a military guy getting ready to go on a hit or getting ready to go to a range and shoot you know, targets, or if you're on a Hollywood set, gun rules are the same. You know, you, you know, keep your finger out of the trigger, never point it at something you're not willing to kill, right? You know, always know what's around your target, and treat the gun like it's loaded at all times. And so, because people understand, I, I see a lot of stuff flying around about you know, about, oh, it's a prop gun. Guys, are, you have to understand something. Guns on, on the set, when they're used, when they're going to fire and, and actually, you know, give a real effect, they're real guns. So they might be used as a prop, but they're real guns used as props. And so go right back to the, to the, to the basic laws of, of weapons handling. And I was thinking of something also, you know, so guns are, so gun, like semi-automatic guns, like a, like a Beretta 9mm or an M4, those are worked. Those are modified to accept blank rounds, right? Because the, the, the gun needs the gas to cycle in its function. Now, if, uh, now, Alec Baldwin's thing, those guys were using, I'm sure, obviously, it was a period Western. They were using revolvers. And so you got to understand, like, those guns, 
you don't do anything to the revolver. It's the same gun that you do anything with. Shoot live targets, shoot animals for hunting, or shoot in Hollywood. They don't mess with that gun because it's not gas-driven, right? It's a wheel gun. You hit one, boom, the wheel rotates, and you shoot again. So the only thing that's really modified is the, is the round that goes in there. And so there would be – I mean, there's lots of things to talk about. I just don't – you know, listen – you and I also talked about this. You always wait till the, till the reports come out. I can't imagine the reason why there would be any live. I'm, I'm just going to assume, let's say it was a Colt 45, because that's what there was a, probably shooting in the Westerns. Like there would be no reason to have live Colt 45 rounds because it's a Hollywood show. You're not actually shooting anything. In my show of Hollywood weapons, that's all we do is deal with live guns. So there's live stuff everywhere. So, and one quick thing too, before we keep talking, you know, <clears throat> It, it's you're right to not do the hot taste because right now there's a family that's destroyed, right? Yeah. Some some yeah. family is destroyed because their you know their mom I guess is a is a female a DP director of photography. She's not coming home and like in my job, getting shot is tragic, but it's kind of we it's not like wow how that happened. But no one thinks they're going to go to a movie set and get killed by a gun. And then the same thing with Baldwin. He's from all accounts he's not a nice guy, but he's going to carry this the rest of his life. Well, the ranch where this took place, our mutual friend Rick Iannucci has served as a consultant on films oh, wow. shot in that ranch. One of them is, is was Cowboys and Aliens. Um, and oh, you know, right on, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is right movie. up the road from from Horses for Heroes. This this for Horses for Heroes, right where he was. So it's up from Horses for Heroes. So it's like was it was in New Mexico. Right by the, then? Yeah, it's, it's right there in, in New Mexico. Um, oh wow! Just real quick about about the sort of anal nature of people who are charged with gun safety. This is a funny story. It's a true story. Terry should remember every minute of it. He came shooting with me one morning, rode his motorcycle to my house. I made you a fine breakfast. I think it was uh, biscuits and gravy, <laughs> among other things. And then we went to a range way out in rural Pennsylvania. And I, I won't name the place because I, I don't want to bring them into it so much. But you had to go through their 15-minute um, safety course. And the guy... The guy was very nice. He had a little bit of a Matt Foley, uh, you know, vibe. Chris Farley. And, okay, when we're here in our ports, we keep our barrels pointed at downrange. Because we, we don't want to live in a trailer down by the river. We always have our actions open where a range officer can see that the gun is. And you were standing there, and I remember he said to you, "I'm like, sir, are you are you a little bored? Have you spent any time in the military?" And you were like. 10 special forces group or whatever you said back then. And then the guy was real jacked after he gave you the 15, you know, but even if you walked in there and said, you know, here's my military ID. I'm a, I'm, I'm a member of special forces. They're still going to put you through that 15 minute uh, safety lecture because you're not a member of the club. And that's what they have mm-hmm. to do for insurance. And that's just, look, it, it is what it is. Second amendment, NRA, gun rights, people active, you know, sports shooters, uh, tactical shooters, they take gun safety almost like a, almost religious, right? It's almost, it should almost be the 11th commandment, the way they, the way they yeah. handle it. And, yeah. and, to th- yeah, and, and when, true. when, and when you talk about gun safety, there's this sort of image that we get from the Alyssa Milano's of the world that, that we're out there, like I said, twirling guns on our fingers, pointing them at random people, or as you saw uh, on the rental side, the guy cocking the gold, the gold uh, Desert Eagle to the side, shooting it like it was Grand Theft Auto, going, I hit it, yo! And you were like, ah, get me out of here, right? That, that... <laughs> 
Well, I got to say this, too. So something else. Now, obviously, Hollywood Weapons is a bit of a different show because we're testing real guns. By the way, I heard your intro. Season five is, is running right now. The season opener, we did Lethal Weapon, and I did do the smiley test. I'm not going to tell did. you how See, it See, I've been wanting you to do that forever. I've been telling it. you the smiley face. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, yeah. But, but so about, about – so we, we're using live rounds all the time, right? But no matter what, and every day we go on the range – in the morning, we have a safety brief. The director comes out and he tells us, John Carter, he comes out and tells us what we're doing today. Here's, you know, here's like our range fan and, 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 here's, and, and Larry Zanoff, the, the uh, armor, he comes out and gives his safety briefing. And, you know, it seems redundant and it is redundant, but it's the same reason why you do redundant things. It's the same reason why as a jump master in the airborne, you're, when you do a jump master brief, you're, you're telling us the guys are doing the same thing over and over again, but it's drilling it into your head, the SOP, the standard operating procedure, and, and these different drills. Same thing with diving. I'm a diver. You know, I'm, I'm a dive instructor. I read a lot of about uh, breakdowns about dive accidents, not because I'm morbid, but because I want to learn. And almost all of these things, when you read, it's, it's a, I call it the cascade of bad stuff. Like a couple bad decisions are made. Or some safety stuff is kind of like, eh, blown off. And the next thing you know, another something else happens. Now the guy's 100 feet underwater fighting for his life and he has no air. It's kind of the same thing I suspect with what happened on the range with this movie. There were some bad decisions made. It was not corrected. They were allowed to go forward. And then more bad stuff happened and then you have somebody killed. Again, we don't know exactly what happened. Someone was saying, well, how could he shoot the director, well, maybe the maybe the shot was, you know, looking right down the line of the camera. Maybe I still wouldn't feel question. comfortable even even firing blanks. I still wouldn't feel comfortable firing at right at somebody. So that's an interesting thing. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of investigation. There's going to be a lot of figuring out who went, what went wrong. You know, you can't put it this way. I'll tell you this right now. You can't scrimp on an armorer if you are going to be shooting guns because. You know, Larry's like the best in the business and he's busy and I don't know what he makes. I hope he makes a lot of money, but he's, you know, it's, it's a very serious business and I've never, you know, like Larry is in charge. Yes. I'm a green beret veteran, blah, blah, blah. Nope. When I'm on the range, Larry's running the show. Now he trusts me. He knows that I'm not going to do something stupid, but we, no matter what, I always yield to him and his requirements. And like I said, we get a safety briefing every morning. And you know, everybody kind of knows what's going on throughout the day. You know, people just, you know, the crew doesn't come up and touch. No one comes up and touches those guns unless you actually tell Larry, hey, Larry, I, can, I, can, I, can I, you know, maybe for some reason the crew member needs to see a shot, like an angle, and I'm not there. They may ask permission, and Larry go, yeah, go ahead. He'll clear the gun, give it to the guy, and off you go. And also there's probably no reason to be having live target practice on a Western where you're not really having to shoot real things. So I heard that was going on as well. So this is going to be dissected. It should be dissected. It, it, by the way, it doesn't call for like more safety, just like the, any gun stuff you hear or anything. We need more rules. No, there's tons of rules. There's tons of procedures and safety checks involved in this business. They just clearly weren't followed. Well, let me, let me use CNN. Cause if I, if I use, uh, the blaze or I use Fox, I'll be accused of, of, of trying to make this a right wing attack. Um, of course. apparently according to CNN, um, Alec Baldwin's clothes were, uh, bloodstained. So that means he was really close to the person <sighs> that, he, that he shot. Um, there was, there's also a, a detail that allegedly 
the person that handed him the gun announced, yelled, cold gun, as they were handing it to Baldwin. So if he was, in fact, rehearsing the scene, right? Like you said, I asked you this morning, like, why would he be pointing the gun at a cinematographer, not an actor, you know, maybe an unnamed henchman bad guy that he's going to blow away before making some profound statement, right? Like, you know, if you watch Tombstone, that's the whole movie, Tombstone, right? Kurt Russell blows away a guy, (laughs) one of the random, you know, sash-wearing cowboys, and then he's got some line that comes with it. And that's how a West, that's what a Western is, spaghetti or otherwise. So, again, we're, we're giving him a lot of humanity here. Um... So he was allegedly handed the gun, cold gun, that he may have been drawing into the camera, like you said, for dramatic effect. That might be part of the movie. We've seen untold numbers of movies where the actor points a gun into the the camera as if you're taking the view of the person who's about to be shot and they say something, you know, like... You're the disease and right. I'm the cure. Yeah. And and then they, right. they fire the gun, you know, in, into right. the camera and it's it's done it's done safely. Um but one of the accounts from an unnamed crew member, now allegedly the the union crew members walked off the set due to working conditions and lodging, but there's now an account that the assistant director, who apparently had safety complaints before, they they said right here that his safety briefings were almost non-existent. So you just explained how these safety briefings are very important things. They're saying now, this is coming from CNN, that his safety briefings were cut very short. The word dismissive is used here in one description, that it sounds like a Mm -hmm. yada, 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 get it over with, right? Like, you know, we don't want the full prayer, good Lord, good meat, good, you know, good bread, let's eat, let's get this over with. Let's eat, right. Let's eat. Um, we're, we're going to cut, you know, we're going to cut service down to, you know, thank the Lord. All right, we're out of here. Uh, all of this seems to have contributed to the tragedy. Right. Well, that, like I was saying, you know, like it's, it's, it's small things or big things in life, whether it's scuba diving, jumping from airplanes, shooting guns, driving anything or being nice to people, right? Small things are big things. And so you add a few small things and you blow them off. In, in a situation where procedures have to be followed to be safe, uh, you know, that's, that's, like I said, it's a cascade. We don't know exactly what happened, but like we were talking, man, I, you know, I carry a gun pretty much all the time and I check that gun every day. I check that gun every day to make sure it's loaded because it's like, and, and, and that it's safe. And then boom, I'm, I'm holstering it. And then out I go the door in my concealed carry holster. I never assume that that gun is unloaded ever. Even if I know I just unloaded it, like, you know, a couple hours ago or something, boom, I'm, I'm racking it back and I'm looking at the chamber. And I think, you know, you have to do that because guns are serious. And so, yes, it was a, but it was a real gun used as a prop. And we don't know exactly what protocols were violated, but you know, the minute you kind of blow stuff off like that, you're you might get 99% of the time you might get away with it. Honestly, honestly, we've all been there, right? Okay, man, we got it. And, you know, uh, most of the time, it's not a problem until it's a problem, and then it's a really big problem. And I think that's probably what happened now. They got lax. Whoever's in charge of that gun and whoever's in charge of those armor procedures and, and, and firing stuff, there's going to be a, you know, there's, there's some, I mean, it's potentially criminal, you know, besides being tragic. I mean, you are hired to do a certain job, and you're dealing with safety and, 
and guns are real, man. And, and, you know, that's on Hollywood weapons. We, one of the things about the show I'm proud of is we, you know, I have people tell me that they get to watch it with their kids and, you know, they learn some stuff about guns. We, and it's obvious during the show that we take gun safety very seriously. It's quite obvious in the show. It's part, it's part of the show of talking about how we're going to build in safety measures and, you know, as soon as you start getting cowboyish with gu- I'll tell you a quick story, which I probably shouldn't tell you, but it's interesting. When I was in 10th group in Stuttgart, we were, we were, we were shooting and we were just gun. We were, it was kind of one of those range days. Where we were slinging a lot of lead. And there was a couple things that were like, uh, my team sergeant shut down training. Paul Munt, if you're listening, I love you. You're one of the best guys I've ever worked for. He stopped everybody. We're shooting MP5s, which by the way, are, if you crank a lot of rounds out of an MP5, you can cook them off, which means you know, bullet in the chamber and it's hot and it will send the round. You don't have to press the trigger. It'll go. We had one of those happen, a cook off and everybody was fine. And it was, it was, you know, cause the guns were pointed down range, but Paul stopped this and he looked at everybody and he pointed to the end of the barrel. He goes, this is death. Is anybody forgetting that? You know, like, don't forget this. And we we're like, right on, right on. And so I like, it was another reminder that, whatever comes out of that barrel has a good chance of killing you. Um, even if it's, you know, we know what happened to Brandon Lee, you know, powder, powder is, you know, guys, you know, those, some of those competitive cowboy shooters, they'll shoot blanks, you know, they'll, they'll shoot, um, they'll shoot balloons. Right. Right. But they're kind of surrounded by audience people. So they'll shoot blanks, but if they're close enough, the powder and the debris coming out is going to, is going to pop the balloon. So stuff's coming out of the barrel. Right. And if there's something in the barrel that can come out, like, I don't know, whatever's left in there around a fragment, I don't know, that's coming out. And so we don't know exactly what happened. Uh, it's sad. It really sucks. You know, that uh, someone died, you know, someone died, someone got hurt and uh, it didn't have to happen. And that's why, you know, we have these really almost they almost seem over the top anal retentive. But when, you know, this, it's to prevent stuff like this happening. You know, this is, uh, you know, I was, I was reminded of the story of James Woods on the set of Salvador. And uh, that was almost the, the, from, from my reading was almost the end of James Wood that he got spooked by uh, a gun that was supposed to be, I think, pointed at his head and he grabbed the gun under the actor's hand and there was a live round in it. And that's not, you know, that's that I don't, you know. I don't know where they were shooting that movie, perhaps in El Salvador. I don't know what Oliver Stone production company was doing back then. But, you know, this right. is something that, that, you know, you might expect if you're using, you know, a third-rate crew in a, in a foreign country, if you're not bringing in your own people. My question also is they're now speaking to the inexperience of the armorer. And I understand, you know, Hollywood, you know, operates on a budget like everything else. But, I mean, this is – if they were cutting – from the bottom, you know, trying to make the bottom line after the walkout by the union crew members. And they just brought in like, Hey, you there, you're the armorer now. Um, right. Let me, let me wrap Let me, let me get to the end with this. Is, well, is there's also, of- there's also a difference. You could be inexperienced and still be careful, right? That's, so, true. So that's true. That's the thing. You, you, you could be inexperienced and, and this, Hey, this is your new gig. You don't, you haven't had a lot of them, but if you adhere to the procedures and safety protocols, you'll be okay you'll be okay. And then you'll get more experience. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, You're going to say something else. Just, uh, just, I don't know why back to your beginning of this, why there was any live ammo there. And, 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 And if the gun was used in another shot, I mean, shot of the movie where it required live guns. I mean, that's basic gun handling, but right. As far as 
look, there are going to be a lot of people that wanted to stick a fork in, in, in Alec Baldwin, and he's pretty much earned it, right? But if yeah. the person handed him, and again, I guess you could say, well, an actor should, you know, even if the gun is cold, check it one more time that, you know, you know, measure twice, cut once, you know, like all that stuff. If he was Yeah, but most actors, you're right, though. Most actors aren't going to do that. They're trusting, like, you know, your job as an actor is to be the actor. The job with the armor is to hand you a weapon. It's, uh, look, I'm going to check if I don't know. But when Larry hands me a gun and he tells me the status, I believe him because I know him, you know. But, I mean, so it's really, the actor's probably more than likely is not, especially if you're getting ready to do the shoot and the guy hands you the gun, hey, man, this is ready to go. Okay. Well, I guess it's, it's ready just, to go. As, you know, as much as we don't like the guy, that's that's a higher principle. We're not going to go. Well, this guy should be. If he was handed a what was announced as a cold gun, and he was doing what actors do, which is rehearse the scene before you shoot it, and there was mm-hmm. tragedy, you know, we can't run around going. He meant to kill this director. You know, he's a horrible Hollywood elitist. Doesn't give a damn about working people. That this is this is a tragedy. I, you know, look and. I'm 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 not the only one who's saying it. I'm not the only one who's thinking it. That even if this guy is just, you know, not a nice guy, killing someone by accident. I mean, this is going to be with him for the rest of it's his awful. life. Yeah, you know, he'll um, never get. He'll never get. He, I'm sorry, man. He will, whether you like him or not, and you know, you know, for there for the grace of God go I in many cases. But I mean, like, he's never going to get. This is he's never going to get out from under this. So that's it. And the biggest, the biggest thing is too, right? Like I said in the beginning of your segment, there's a family right now that's been destroyed by, by like, holy crap, like, how did that happen? You know, like that's when you go to do, if you're a cameraman and you're going go to go to work on a set, the last thing you think is going to happen to you is get killed by a gun. So, I mean, there were some major catastrophic failures of like safety protocols, safety briefings, uh, clearing and unloading. Like, I, I don't know. Like, we could talk about it all day. We'll, we'll know more when it comes out. But I, I will tell you that, you know, if you treat guns, all guns, the, the same way, right, as if they're, you know, even I think even, even in the industry, if those guns shoot like Airsoft or BB, they're, they're guns. They're guns. So the only gun that's not treated as a gun is like a plastic, literal fake plastic gun. It's funny because I've handled those in different things, and I still keep my finger off the trigger. <laughs> yeah, even when I'm playing Nerf. Gun. Even when I'm playing Nerf. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, of like... course, you'll see guys like, yeah, you'll see guys with like, you know, weed whackers and like uh, power washers. I was power washing the thing the other day. I was like, look at me, look at me using good trigger discipline like a, like a nerd. But I guess it works. So, I mean, it just it's sad that it happened, and, you know, I don't wish it on anybody. I will tell you, though, that if, you know, working in enough of these projects, especially working on a TV show like Hollywood Weapons, where we actually shoot real guns all the time and we do it very safely, we never shortcut the safety piece. We never blow it off. We never pay short shrift. We never go, yeah, 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 I got it. I never do that. It doesn't matter how much experience I have or don't have. You always, every day, it's a new day. And it's a new safety brief and it's a new conditions of what we're going to be shooting and what's going to be happening. And here's what you guys need to do. Any questions? Okay, off we go. So it, it, it sucks to hear about it. Um, but I'm, I'm lucky that I work with Larry Zanoff, who is like one of the best dudes you could possibly have on set for this. So okay, I'm lucky. I, you go ahead and promote the, 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 the current season. Where could they see it? Um, give yeah, all the yeah. So yeah. season five is running right now. I think we're already on like episode five. It's on Outdoor Channel uh, every Saturday at 830 is a new episode. 
and then, uh, you know, there's reruns all over the place. You can find it on Amazon. Um, but yeah, it's a fun show, you know, like I, uh, a lot of, some of the skill, some of the tests are skill tests. Like the audience wanted to see Terry shoot the smiley face or the Quigley stuff that I had to do. And there's, there's a lot of better shooters than me. There just are. So, and we don't fake it. So sometimes I have a bad day. I'm like, uh, Clint Eastwood could have done that, but you know, and, and most of the, most of the tests have to do with, you know, can that, can that round, can that work in that situation or is it Hollywood magic? And again, we're not there to debunk the movie or to call BS on it. We're there to celebrate it. Like, you know, it's like we're actually celebrating these movies and how much fun they are. And we're like, Hey man, can you know, the tagline for me is, can you really do that? So, and you'll have some laughs cause I am kind of a knucklehead, but a safe knucklehead and Larry's great. And we play off of each other, a bit of an Abbott and Costello vibe, but we have a lot of fun and we'll work in bits for, if you're a movie nerd, like I know you are, um, you, there'll be like different reenactments or different lines. You're like, uh, I see what they're doing there. So we have a lot of fun and we do do a lot of, there's a lot of, there's safe weapons handling and it's a family show and I hope you guys dig it. All right. Uh, say hi to Ian the shark for me. We love him and, uh, <laughs> we love you. Holly, Hollywood weapons on the outdoor channel, Terry Shepard. I'll be speaking to you on TV this week. I think we'll talk soon. Yeah, and thanks again for what you're doing with, uh, with, for the veterans uh, on November 11th. I really appreciate it. We appreciate what you do. Thanks, it's buddy. My pr- it's a principle. We're going mm-hmm. to keep raising money. All right. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.